Welcome back, everyone. Who fancies a night out at the Buffs? Or the Piv? Actually, should we go down to the Waller? There's too many cinemas to choose from. But tonight, we are going to the pictures. Welcome to another episode of the Voices from the Northeast podcast. Okay, run the movie trailers. Well, I bet that took everybody back, didn't it? Pearl and Dean, the theme from their advertising campaign. Um, they, I had a look online, actually, and saw some of the classic adverts that Pearl and Dean used to used to put on. And I have to admit, they all made me laugh. <laughs> they were fantastic, but wonderfully of their time. Um, I mean, can you all remember the Baby Sham advert? Of, um, of the man and woman being led into the cave uh, just off this beautiful beach um, to discover crates and crates of baby sham. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, it was really good, uh, honestly. Um, so anyway, that sets the scene for tonight's episode. Now, the cinema is a magical place. It's, it, it's, it's something that over the last year and a bit, I have genuinely missed. Um, and I'm looking forward to the point when I feel that it's safe enough to go back into a cinema um, and not be kind of uh, looking around and thinking this isn't normal yet, you know. Um, but just the whole point of a cinema is to take you out of reality. And and I've had that experience so many times in my life from, from being a child and going to see uh, films like Basil the Great Mouse Detective, um, Ghostbusters... And then um, we went to see the Lord of the Rings movies um, every Christmas Eve's Eve when they came out originally, and um, that was fantastic. You know, that was it was a family thing, and it was part of the whole Christmas experience. But it was you were just transported to Middle Earth. They were wonderful. Um, and you know, cinemas. Everyone has that time in their life when they go, don't you? You know, when you're a child, you go to the cinema with your parents. Um, to see a Disney film and you know people have probably seen Disney films like you know listeners I, I imagine you can instantly think of a Disney film you've seen you know Robin Hood the original um, Disney animated one beautiful film and Mary Poppins and um, for me it's films like Aladdin Basil the Great Mouse Detective or um, The Lion King and more recently beautiful films like Moana so, you know, you've gone as a family um, to see a film that you're all interested in, and and then you've gone as a teenager uh, with your friends to see a movie that, you know, your parents aren't interested in. <laughs> and then, you know, when, when you're a bit older and you go on a date, you'll go and see a film that neither of you are interested in. <laughs> so, you know, movies and, and, and cinemas are fantastic things, and that is what we are going to talk about tonight. Uh, we've got our usual voices, uh, plus a few other treats in there for you, and um, yeah, I hope you enjoy the show. We're going to start off with my wonderful friends and the, the comedy dynamic duo that is Neil and Eleanor. Enjoy. Five cinemas in Five, gosh, it was a luxury when we had just the one when I was younger. Yes, uh, we had the Regal, we had the Buffs, we had the Walla, we had the Piv, and we had the Hippodrome. Wow. Do you mean the pavilion, dear? Yes, the pavilion. The pi- yes. So whereabouts in in so for anyone listening that you know wasn't there when they existed, like me, whereabouts are they or were they? Sorry, in Ashton. Right, where well, the the regal was built on where the old miners theatre was, which was beside the Catholic Church. Okay, right up the road. Ah, yes, okay, yeah. The Buffs 
or the buffalo was uh, built where um, let's see now uh, shoe shop is shoe shop yes shoe zone oh yes 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 yes, yes. main street main street aye. yes the walla was where the bus station is opposite which would have been opposite Weatherspoons, but obviously Weatherspoons wouldn't have been there then. It was Maynard Sweet Shop. Um, so that was there, the Walla. The pav- the pavilion was on Melbourne Road beside the North School. Oh, so is that the one that's now... Was, did that is that the one that became a bingo hall then? Is that uh, that? What, yes. I, I think it's. I don't know if it's closed now. I think it is. A, is it a soft? I think it might be a soft play thing now. If I'm thinking of the right place. And the hippodrome was on the corner of Milburn Road and Newbigin Road, opposite the White Elephant, where the um, little sub post office is. Oh, okay, where that little car park is now. Yeah. 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 Gosh! Wow, that—that that, I mean, when you—I mean, just to imagine that many cinemas and obviously buildings that have disappeared or been repurposed now—that—that's a lot in a small town like Asherton. And obviously, Asherton was even smaller then. It so. was, yes. yes. I mean, we're going back to the nineteen, well, obviously fifties and sixties when we were well, uh, just young, the fifties. Um, well, they were, built, they were built in like 1910. Well, 1912, 1912. Uh, 12. Yeah. But, um, eventually, they were all taken over by uh, Walla Picture Limited, which was, as Neil will tell you, it was uh, Walter, a guy called Walter, and another guy called Lawson. Walter Lawson. And they combined the two names into Walla. It was the first three letters of their names. Uh-huh. Walla, W-A-L, and Lawson, L-A-W. <laughs> Walla. Uh-huh. All right. Didn't know that. Fun fact for us there. And, and actually the Walla Group owned, eventually they owned all the cinemas in Ashington and Bedlington and Blythe. Oh, wow. From that must have been a lot. Oh, and Newbigin as well, because I had the wallet at Newbigin. Yeah. So, yeah, quite a big uh, quite a big concern, actually. And, and as Elna uh, alluded to the um, Miners Hall, mm. Miners Theatre, it was actually built by contributions from the Miners, Originally a theatre. So it'll have been the perfect shape to turn into a cinema screen with the theatre seating and stuff. Actually, it was it was used for both theatre and cinema. Oh wow! And um, it had an orchestra pit that could take up to fifteen musicians. Oh wow! And in the in the day when it was in its heyday, if you worked at the pit and you had a lead in the any of the either operatic or theatrical um, organisations in Ashton, mm. then they would actually pay your wages for the time you were in the show. Oh, wow. I suppose it was because it was a big community thing, right? Well, that's right. Um, I never, I mean, as you know, I'm a bit of a, bit of a thespian myself. But, um, <laughs> it, um, it changed from being a theatre-cinema combination to just, to just being a cinema. Um, in, in, when I was old enough to actually go to the cinema. Um, but it was, it used to cost about uh, threepence for a matinee or sixpence. What's that in modern money? Do we have an equivalent to that? Uh, threepence would be about one and a half P. Oh, wow. <laughs> and sixpence is... Sixpence would be two, 
Yeah, that doesn't even compare to the what fifteen, sixteen pounds a ticket or something. And if it wasn't for if it wasn't for the Walla Cinema, I wouldn't be here. Well, please do explain this one. Oh, hang on, no, don't explain this one. Actually, I knew you'd be intrigued. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, my mum and dad met. Oh no! In in the queue for. The Waller Cinema. Ah, and okay. My dad was there with his mate, and my mum was there with her friend, and they got chatting. And uh, apparently, according to my dad, his mate says, "Well, I'll have that one, and you can have the other one," <laughs> which was my mum. <laughs> so, so, the, so they met in the in the queue for the cinema. Oh, dear. And of course, in them days. The queues stretched for hundreds of yards. Well, they stretched even in our day, right away around the side of the Waller Cinema, around the back. Well, yes, I mean, there is a reason that we use the term from, we use it for everything nowadays, but originally the term the blockbuster for a movie was because people queued around the block to oh, see a movie. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but what it, what big movies do you remember seeing in the cinemas at Ashen? Well, well, they used to a lot of them. I think probably like Tarzan. Oh, okay. Tarzan was popular. Um, Roy Rogers. Yes. Uh, John Wayne. You have the series of uh, Flash Gordon. Oh, the Flash Gordon series. Oh, yeah. You always had. You always had. Probably you had the main, the main event, mm. the major, and then you nearly always had a, a little cartoon, probably the Road Runner or something like that, and then you always had something like the Three Stooges, or, right. or Laurel and Hardy. Yes. And that was or, what before the film, before the main movie. Yeah. The, yes. Yeah. Before the main pe- feature. They would come on and then. Pearl and Bean would be the adverts. Or the Pathé News. Yes. Oh, wow. Pathé News. That's going back. And of course, in them days, once the film finished, they didn't throw you out. If you wanted to sit through it all again, you just stayed where you were. And then. <laughs> and then we'll just rerun it again, and you can stay. You can stay in again. Oh, well, you <laughs> What a lot of what a lot of kids did. Not me, mind Paul. Mm. I was a very upstanding young chap. Apart from when you were sitting down. Yeah. But what we, what what they used to do was they would a lot of times they would club together and pay for one of them, one of the lads to go in. And he would go, and I think this, especially at the Buffs, because the Buffs, you know, it's where the um, the YMCA is down the down the hill. Yes, down the hill. Yeah. The, the emergency exit was down the hill. Ah, uh, okay. So one of the lads would go into the toilets, push open the emergency door, and let all. Because <laughs> yes, they were never alarmed. Then. They were never alarmed. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, and of course you always had uh, in, in the break you always had the uh, the lady come with a ice cream uh, tray with an ice cream tray. Um, oh yes, yes, I remember that. And of course cigarettes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, because you could actually smoke in the cinema during the movie. I find that so strange by modern standards to think about that. And, and I mean, the place used to stink when you when you think back. Well, they probably did, but you never noticed it because every nearly every adult smoked in them days. Well, yeah, you just—I mean—it's funny to think about those places now. You know, if you think about pubs, cinemas, um, restaurants, even you know, it was totally accepted to see the smoke hanging in the air. 
you know that kind of that thick haze that all of those types of places used to have and really within a short period of time we've got rid of it and changed that atmosphere quite considerably haven't we yeah yeah of course the hip the hip burned down all right i don't think they were i don't think they knew why but anyway the hip burned down uh and it was just it's a bit like the uh the direct land that we've got next to us and now they're idle for quite some time and then of course they built um they built the shop there all right yes i mean the hip closed in about 1960 and i think it was quite a few years later that it eventually burned down oh okay but the the most of the most of the cinemas actually what were they called they, oh they were always uh, palaces weren't they yeah. well, it was the um, the Wallace Palace the palace <laughs> wonderful the, the Buffalo Palace Regal uh, Palace they, they were all called the palaces brilliant um, but after uh, Walter Lawson took it over took it over um, all of them the, all of them the, then the off. they took the, the, the name palace off the um off the oh, thing okay. the Wallace cinema the regal cinema got you yeah um and then they were taken over mainly by the noble organization well certainly the um uh, the pig was and uh I think the buffs to the regal, the regal. Yeah, yeah. And, then, yeah. and then they were turned into um, bingo halls. Ah, okay. Yeah. But I can still, I can still remember the regal particularly. It had a, a lovely um, uh, entrance, and you turned left to go into the stalls. And it had a lovely big staircase on the right-hand side. Just, oh. And then you, you sort of, when you were going upstairs, oh, 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 you <laughs> met it when you were going upstairs. Because <laughs> it, did, it did cost extra to go upstairs, but it was only pence, really. Yeah. Um, but I think I remember coming out of, of the matinee and you had to decide if, you, if you'd seen a western who was going to be the Indians and yeah. the cowboys as we, as we met our way back down uh, back down to Woodhorn Road where we lived <laughs> yeah. oh, and, uh, it was actually it was easier to get back home because you had a horse then I love the fact that Neil and Eleanor have set the scene for us um, for the rest of the interviews that we've got in tonight's episode. It's lovely, you know, they've set the scene as to which cinemas we had, all five of them there in Ashington, and even whereabouts they were. Um, I love that because for me, someone who has no idea where those cinemas were, that actually really helps me see the town differently. So, you know, I can go back down, you know, past what used to be the old co-op um, to where Weatherspoons is on the corner and look across and think, okay, that the shape of that building makes sense now, knowing there was a cinema up there. And the same with going a bit further up the um, street, not to mention, you know, where there's, I think it's houses now um, behind, um, behind the church. So it's just really interesting to put all of those cinemas into some kind of geographical context. So I love the fact that they've managed to do that for us, uh, whilst making us have a bit of a giggle at the same time. Wonderful pair, as always. Next up on the show is my mum and dad. It's their turn. Now, I rang my mum and dad up to do this interview and um, I wanted their memories, which come a little bit later than Neil Nelnes. There is a little difference in age there. So their memories are a bit different. The movies they saw are different when which cinemas they went to. Um, it all changes a little bit, which is really lovely. And um, But my mum was really worried about um, 
repeating some of the information of Neil and Elna. And what I said was, I'm leaving that stuff in if you do, because this show is about capturing the oral history of the people of our town. I don't mind if you repeat something somebody else has said, because you're telling me it from your perspective. You're telling me it in your voice, and you are telling me your story. So, without further ado, here's me mum and dad. Right, what's your earliest memory then, George? Well, I do remember going to the pictures to see Swiss Family Robinson with my mum and dad at the Waller. So oh, nice that, classic film. Yeah, so my mum and dad took me to see Swiss Family Robinson all those years ago. I can't remember what year it was, but it was obviously when I was quite quite young, quite young. Was, maybe early sixties, um, because I wasn't allowed to go at the pictures then on my own. So did you get the bus from North Seaton? Uh, no, when my dad had a car, so we we end up dashing in the car. Oh, how posh was he, man? He's oh, no, no, I'm not saying the usual. The usual. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I remember all the picture houses. It, it, but um, I don't think I ever went. Well, I never did go into the pavilion. I don't know why we call it the pavilion, the piv, because it's pavilion, isn't it? It's but, pavilion, but it was always the piv. It was always known as the piv. But I've ne- <clears> I never went into there. You wouldn't go to the hippodrome neither. Would have been down by time. No, that's right. I can't remember the hippodrome, but. But I have been, I used to go to the Waller, been to the Buffs to see um, pictures. The Buffalo. The, the, yeah, the Buffs used to do the X-rated ones sometimes. No, they didn't. Did they? I thought it was the Regal that used to do them. Ah, the Buffs sometimes used to do them as well. Oh, well, this I'm learning here as well. But So I went, went to the Regal, the Buffs and the, um, the Waller. Um, I do remember you went into the Waller next to where the old bus station was. Um, you used to go in the front door, and the box office was on your left. Mm-hmm. And then you used to go the up sweetie store. And the sweetie store, that's right. And you used to fill up with sweeties to go upstairs. And then you used to go <laughs> up, up the stairs, and there was like two two sets upstairs. So the it's first three, floor. I was going to say it went up about three yeah, but the, steps. But the the first flight was like yeah yeah kind of regular picture house bit you know and then you could go further up and it'd be a bit higher up again. It wasn't like a second level. It was just further up into the I think it was just further up no, in the picture it was house, the wasn't it? Level. Was it the second level? I'm I sure see. it was. Yeah. I'm sure there was well, two. There yes, you go. it was. Definitely. Right. That's where we did our courting during the seventies, mostly the Waller. The Waller. On a Tuesday night. The Waller or the, the Regal. Yeah, we did on a Tuesday night. Because it was cheap, it was a cheap night out. I don't know how much it was in them days, because I didn't pay, obviously. Obviously. Uh, no, I would never went Dutch in those days, you know. I was no, a, you didn't. I did not back I was a gentleman. Offering. I was no, but I said, no, I'm a gentleman. I'll I'll pay for you. I'm, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna treat you. I know how to treat you, you know. I used to get a box of pins, peppermint poppets, poppets, poppets. Aye, poppets. Oh, poppets. Yeah, I was a cheap date. Yeah, I used to like used to, used to like the poppets and um, and I used to like I used to like me smarties. You get a lot of smarties, you know. And then and we we used to love to go and see all the Inspector Clouseau films. Oh yeah, the Pink Peter Panther, Salad. the Pink, oh, Panther. Pink Panther. All the Pink Panther movies were around in them days. We did go and see them. But I do remember going to see The Exorcist at the Waller on my own. This was before you and I got together. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have gone. And I remember going there, and I'm, I have to be honest with you, I, I did think at the time this was the most scariest thing I've ever seen in my life, you know. Um, but there was a few was from North Seaton went up, you know, went and paid and went to see, well, we'll go and see The Exorcist, you know. But <laughs> I can't, oh, God, this is scary. I remember that at the time. <laughs> Probably pretty, pretty tame now compared to a lot of them, but it was scary at the time. Yeah, friends of mine had nightmares for ages after seeing The Exorcist. I wouldn't go. I was a coward, so I didn't go. Yeah, I, I can't say I've ever seen the film. Uh, yeah. It has cult follow. Mind you, uh, you know, we'll watch the Conjuring films, which I suppose are the modern version of it. You know? That's right. Yeah. That's right. But on the, outside the cinemas in those days, they had stills from the, what the movie was going to be. Yeah. So you used to, if you were queuing, because nine times out of ten there was a queue to get in. Yeah. And you could look at what's, you know, stills from the movie. And round the corner was the, the next week's what, movie. Yeah, what's coming next week. Yeah. You know? Uh, right. So you got an idea of what the film was going to be about. 
Um, so, so it, when we talk about cinemas, we're talking one-screen cinemas, are we? Like, oh, we're not, oh, yeah. Yeah, so nothing, nothing in comparison to, you know, on screen one they're playing Star Wars, and oh, on no. screen two they're playing. Oh, you, you just know, had yeah. one. There was five cinemas, but only one. Well, there was. They used to show two movies because in our day yeah. it was. At first, it used to be just like a, an information type of yeah. movie or a cartoon. And then they, sort of Disney came along with, um, I don't know, animals in Africa and that sort of thing used to be on before. And then it got to be a B-movie was on before. Can you remember? It used to be a shorter B-movie. Like a shorter B-movie. Um, All right. And people like, I'm trying to think, Charles Bronson, when he first started, would be in it. Um can't think of some of the other names were so and then that was like before your main movie right you know but in between the two movies you used to get the or or if there was only one feature you used to get the adverts and it was uh pearl and dean pearl and dean old king cole yeah so um eric nickel the coal merchant nation a son uh michael used to be at school with me and we used to sort of take the mickey out and say, oh, yeah, Dad was being advertised at the pitch. Oh, no, no, no. And it was a very, very rough cartoon, one of it. All King Cole, because he was a coal merchant. All coal. coal. And then it would break into, get your coal supplies from Eric Nichols. <laughs> <laughs> they were very simple. Yeah, they were, they were very yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember Sadie the Bra Lady when she started. Oh, used to, it, yeah. Yes, Sadie the Bra Lady. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exciting things. And, but yeah. the other thing was, you could also, because there was two sittings, you mm-hmm. could you went in at say six thirty, yeah, and then eight thirty, right. So if you wanted to, if you got there late for the first one, you just stopped to uh, catch up, you know, as to what the bit you missed. Oh, so you, would just, <laughs> you would just sit in and um, watch wait it again. And see, yeah, so you could actually see the end before you watch the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, you could. The regal it had like upstairs and downstairs, and you used to pay a little bit more for going upstairs. It did. You know? That was the poshest one. It was a beautiful art deco, and I remember it had gorgeous gold curtains. Yeah, and, and I believe, yeah, a beautiful set of stairs, marble stairs going all the way up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm sure. They did concerts there. I know they did. Yeah, um, and I think rock bands used to play there. I never, I never saw any mine, but I know I've heard of people talking about certain ones played there and everything. But, but the, we used to be the bloke as well. The Regal had a man, and the Waller had a woman, and I can't remember who it was in the book. But it used to be we used to march up and down with his torch. Oh, Shine right. it if there was any mischief going on. Quiet. If there was any giggling or you know. <laughs> and then when the um, film would break down, which it regularly would yeah. snap, as you know, because they were on reels. Yeah, yeah. Everybody used to sit stamping their feet. Or well, just put the sound effects in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would all all the lads usually would stamp their feet. They came back on. Then these boys were quiet. I'm sure he'd been a sergeant major in the war. I'm out he convinced he was. He had voice like bellows. Um, but the, the woman also used to come round like they do at the theatre with the, the little tray selling oh, yes. sweets and ice creams and stuff like that. They used to have an interval. They did used to have most... most well, it was between, a, yes, yeah. the first film yeah. and the main film starting. But, but sometimes did they have it? So some of the, the movies... Would have had an interval in the middle of them, wouldn't it? Because they would have changed the reel That's for right. some films. So they did. When they changed the, yeah, the reel, so. they would have an interval, and, and the lady would come round with the ice creams and, and sweets and, and uh, sometimes a, a, a pop, still juice cartons, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I always thought your mum was worth it. Uh, I used to take your mum into the upstairs in the regal. I thought I'll spend Aww, that a bit of money extra. and treat her to an upstairs seat at the, at the regal. Just a woo her. Yes, definitely. I mean, I used to go, when I was young with my dad, I saw every cowboy film that I think has ever been made. <laughs> and which say, cinema would that have been? Uh, usually, I remember the Walla. We lived on Hawthorne Road and I, I can certainly remember walking up Hawthorne Road holding my dad's hand and 
mean, just that was like, you know, father and daughter time. <laughs> and me and yeah. my dad would go to the pictures and um, I think he'd give me mother a break probably. probably. And um, I would get a cornet and the two of would sit. But I always used to get annoyed at how the girls were wimps. They never give the women a gun. <laughs> shoot all the baddies or whatever they had to, the I was hiding behind somewhere and I used to can remember seeing if that yeah. was me <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be Annie got, Oakley on the top with a gun yeah all the John Wayne movies all the Audie Murphys I just absolutely loved them um, like I say the first film I went to see was um, we lived on Hawthorne Road so it was a group of girls and I must have only been about seven and uh, it was the matinee and you ran along to where the piv was on Milburn Road along the avenue and there was, mm. I think there was four or five and we went to see Haley Mills in Parent Trap Parent Trap oh it's it's still my favourite version I know they remade it but the, the Haley Mills version is, yeah. is the best with yeah. um, what's the song um, oh uh, oh let's get together uh, let's get yeah, together yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do remember running along to see that. Certainly. Um, Is the, was the dad in that somebody famous at the time? Uh, whistle down the wind would. Oh, oh, sorry. No, the dad in know. the parent trap. I can see him, tall bloke, really square shoulders, square jaw kind of. Oh, probably Never was. Mind, but one, I think it was the buffalo, and I'm sure somebody will correct us who listens to these podcasts. There used to be double seats in the back row. Yeah, me. What? I mean, that's just encouraging it. Uh, I mean, a bit of canoodling used to go on in me. the back row. Not yeah. that I ever sat in the back row. I was Thank never you. asked. Okay. I missed out that. I never remember the double seats at all, but I do remember before you, I met your man going oh, God. With, with somebody else and with you'd sit with your arm round the girl in the back row until your arm went to sleep and then you had to make an excuse to sort of <laughs> you know, but like so i can remember that um yes yeah i remember the back I mean, from, from going to senior school there was a few was from north seaton used to get the north seaton flyer the double decker that used to come from north seaton colliery up to the ashing and then of course when the pictures came out we had to run along to where um Oh, it's 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 where uh, let's see down just down Milburn Road, where the piv is. No, no, coming down just it used to be the um, ice cream parlor. Um, McGregor's, no. No, on Pierroni's. It was Pierroni's. Right? <laughs> we we'll got there at the end. Have to run down there after the pictures to get the North Seaton bus because that's where it used to leave from. It wasn't from the oh, main bus station okay. because it All wasn't right. like a. It was an independent bus, you know. Oh, so you like had to this. run there, and and the, and the woman who used to look after all the tickets, she she knew when we'd gone on the, up on the bus that we're at the pictures. So if we're a little bit later coming out the pictures, they would hang on for you. To hold the bus till, till we got the bus oh, back. Wow. So that that's the sort of service for you, you know. That's the sort, yeah. because they, all, they knew who we were, you know. That's <laughs> and it is a special treat. I remember going, being taken to Newcastle to oh, the Isoldo right. in Newcastle to go and see South Pacific oh. with my mum and dad and it was classed as a a really, really special day out. There was only twice I can remember going to the cinema in the town with my mum and dad it was the Sound of Music, uh, no South Pacific was the first one oh actually it was Mary Poppins I forgot about Mary Poppins my mum and I went to Mary Poppins Aww. Yes. on a very big screen on a very well, that was exactly what it was. It was a pan vision or something? We're trying to remember what they called pan it. Vision, yeah, yeah, vision, uh-huh, yeah, where yeah. it like opened out and there was yeah, this yeah, huge the wider lens, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we used to think it was wonderful. You'd get the bus in, <laughs> you know, and then would maybe go somewhere <laughs> like. Was it the audience you went to? Do you think was it the well, audience cinema or? Well, there was the audience. There was, was yeah. Saldo. I can't remember them all. But I, I do remember going there, and it was always off the bus into Mark Tony's if it was winter to get warmed up, <laughs> then do a bit of shopping, then would go somewhere like, I don't know, British Home Stores or Woolworths for one lunch. We couldn't afford anywhere posh in them days. And then to the, the pictures. And uh, the, like the South Pacific one, I remember coming home 
upstairs on a double-decker bus in the front and I couldn't keep my eyes open. So I must have been really young, but I just thought South Pacific, I just fell in love with that <laughs> movie. Uh, it's, yeah, to this day, I can remember the lovely warm feeling when you come out, you were smiling sort of thing, <laughs> watching that movie on a great big screen of a tropical island and then coming back to to Dolly <laughs> Ashton were pits and coals, yes. smoky coals, you know. Um, it was like another world took at you too. Well then so, that's the beauty of the cinema, isn't it? Well it is. It was. I mean not only yeah, it just took you out of out of yourselves. That's why so many people love to go. I mean I know my mum and dad did a lot of that court and go the pictures and it would have even been cheaper then, probably. You, you, you come on now, and, and, and Grand Albert sometimes used to go across to Blythe as well, picture house at Blythe when they were younger. Right. Yeah. Oh, that must have I been a bit of a trip that. just to go to the cinema. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, no, I never went to Blythe, certainly didn't. No, I don't um, remember. Um, yeah, mm. but no, that, that's about it because I haven't gotten. Loads That's and loads fine. of memories, you know, all these great movies were so. But talking about cinemas, of course, they were like great places to go and, and spend a few hours. I mean, your mum and I, it wasn't local, but when we were on holiday in Jersey in 1977, oh, right. it, it was cold. about 10 days out of the 14. <laughs> and we went to the pictures three times. We saw the first Star Wars film in Jersey. Yeah. Oh. Jaws. We saw Jaws. And then oh. the four feathers. And the four feathers, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. and, and we saw Peters and Lee on the stage of the cinema performing <laughs> a proper concert. It did rain a lot. It did rain a lot then, didn't it? <laughs> it, must, it must have been bad because we went to see Peters and Lee. Ah, it must have been. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Never still went, it got, got two good movies. Jaws is still one of my all-time favourites, but Star Wars, yeah. awesome. But The Four Feathers was a good movie. That was yeah. a really good film yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, we went to the same place four times in, in, in the holiday because it was, <laughs> it was wet. Yeah. Oh, dear me. Definitely. I mean, I actually, yes, I remember as a child when we would go to to Morecambe and um, Scarborough and places. There was always one afternoon when it was hoying it down and you went to the pictures for the afternoon because, you know, there was nothing else to do when it's raining in England. It's, at least you've got the cinema to go to. See, they might be talking about the same cinemas, but they're talking about them in totally different ways. There are a few things I loved about their stories. Um, one is the <laughs> one is the idea of them going above my dad going to see The Exorcist um, with his friends. That is such a movie that you dare your mates to go and see, isn't it? That kind of film, um, anything scary like that. And The Exorcist is, you know, held in high regard as one of those first movies to really not just set out to scare but to really terrify the pants off of you um, and I think it did but I love the idea that um, how different a time it was that the bus from North Seton they knew they'd drop the North Seton boys off to go at the cinema so you know if the if they weren't there at the bus stop they'd just hang on a couple more minutes and the film's probably just running late where's that gone eh where's that gone they've got a timetable to stick to now uh, if you're not there you're not there what a shame and I love, you know, Mum talking about going to um, the big cinema to see movies like Mary Poppins. That's a great film, if you imagine, in its, in the context of when it was released. What a beautiful, bright, colourful, loud cinema spectacular to see at the big screen in Newcastle, when, you know, even seeing a bigger screen was a different thing to seeing it on the, the, um, the screen at your local cinema. Love, love that idea. And, you know, they both touched on the idea of the cinema as the social space where you see people that you know, but also, you know, where you go on a date. I love the idea that my own grandparents, you know, went to the cinema a lot courting. It's just lovely to think that. Next up, we've got Jacqueline. Now, I love talking to Jacqueline. She always makes a few notes before we talk. She's always got just... There's a fondness in Jacqueline's voice that is just lovely to listen to when she talks. It's fantastic. So Jacqueline's going to talk to us about her reminiscence of the cinema. Enjoy. 
I'm going to start right from the top end of Washington. There was the Regal, the Buffalo, which we just called the Buff. The buff, yeah. <laughs> the Waller, uh, the Pavilion, which was known better as the Pave. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Hippodrome. Um, by St John's Church, which people called the Hip. Ah, right, yes. Um, so in the 1950s, when I was, I think when I was about five, um, the first film I ever saw was at the Pave. And I went with me, mum and dad, and it was Pinocchio. Oh, wow. You know, one of me, uh, I mean, looking back now, it was one of my favourite cartoons, but I was absolutely terrified of Monstro. All right. <laughs> because I remember crying to come home. I was so scared. Oh. <laughs> you know, then a couple of years after that, when I was seven, I went with my cousin Lily back again to the Pave to see The Wizard of Oz. And that was like the first film I'd ever seen in colour. It started off being in black and white and then it went into colour. And we thought that was magic. Because um, yes. I hadn't seen anything colourful before. Yeah, yeah. But I can remember I was absolutely terrified of the Wicked Witch. The Wicked Witch, the, yeah. The Wicked Witch, I cried to come home, but Lily wouldn't come home. She said, no, you just have to shut up and behave. <laughs> <laughs> but there was always matinees on in those days as well. Mm. And then on an outside, there was two showings. I think there was like a B film. And then the major film came on after that. But at the end of every performance, everybody stood uh, to the national anthem. Yeah, so that was still so that because I mean that's something I know like from doing um, you know the war at school that they obviously played yeah. the national anthem for patriotic reasons during the war. But it continued into the late fifties and into the sixties, I think. Um, yes, definitely, and I mean. From what I can remember, everybody stood as well. If you didn't, you know, you got some pretty nasty looks off yes, people. And yeah. Yes, you know. But I can remember that everybody sort of stood till the end of that. And then they made the way sort of home after that. And I can remember Pearl and Dean. I don't oh, know if yeah. you remember this, Paul. You know all the adverts that Pearl and Dean. Well, I don't remember the adverts, but I, I was doing some research because I remember obviously the Pearl and Dean theme tune. Oh um, yeah. I'm kind. I'm, I'm hoping, and this will probably make people laugh if I have managed it, but I'm hoping to use it in in this episode. So um, if you've heard it at the beginning of the episode, I hope it's uh, made everybody smile. But <laughs> when I was when I was researching the Pearl and Dean theme, it, I just discovered that they did all the adverts as well so I've I've found some absolutely hilarious really out of date type of adverts you know really funny Um, yeah yeah really funny adverts I can remember they always had a baby sham yes yes yeah and also old King Cole yes my mum and dad have mentioned this one so this was a local coal thing yes like a, a local coal merchant but yes, everybody knows that that tune, and uh, I don't think people will forget that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Nelly always went downstairs, but mm-hmm. if you went upstairs, it was a real treat. Ah. You know, um, what else can I... Oh, oh yes, um, the ice cream lady. <laughs> yeah. So during the interval, the lights went on, and you went down to the bottom of the picture house to get your ice cream or whatever you wanted. And it also gave you a good chance to have a look around the picture house to see if you knew anybody. Yes, yes, because I suppose you've been sat in the dark, haven't you? So yeah, you I sort of had a, a good look just to see who was there. And also the lady with the torch. Right, yeah, yeah. We would like show you to your seat. But if you chatted too much, she would come and shine the torch on you. And of course, everybody else could see <laughs> who you were, you know, and if you were misbehaving. And she could do that three times. And then if you still misbehaved, you were chucked out. You were out. <laughs> three you were times out and you're there. out. Yeah, and they just wouldn't wouldn't let you in again. <laughs> um, I can remember going to the Tatler at Newcastle. That was a real treat. Oh, right. It was a big picture house. Um, I think 
I went there sort of when I first started work with some of my workmates. Oh. And we would go through to Newcastle and we would go to a Chinese restaurant and have a Chinese. Mm. And then after that, we went to the Tatler at Newcastle. And they sort of had all the, the major box office films. Right. Um, Sound of Music, Ag Station Zebra, Cleopatra, oh. and, and like others, you know, all the James yeah, yeah. Bond films. Um, you could see all the James Bond films there. Oh, on the big screen, fantastic. On the big right? yeah. screen. Oh, and what a difference it made as well. Yeah, My yeah. Goodness. So that was a, a real treat. I bet. My mum mentioned um, going through in Newcastle as a treat, and she was saying that she went to see Mary Poppins on the very big screen in oh, Newcastle. yes, yes. Um, uh-huh. Because that was a treat, you know. Well, 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 this is it, but what a difference it made as well. Yeah, oh, I bet. seen it on the big screen, and the noise as well, and the music was so loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, you always knew what film had been shown by the way the youngsters acted outside. All right. You know, if, if, if I'm going back, this is like the pave, Paul, when I, was, when I was little, because that was the main one for, for youngsters. Right. And I can remember going to see The King and I oh, with yeah. my cousin Glynis. And when we came out, me and Glynis waltzed all the way home to Milanus. <laughs> I mean, we weren't the only ones. There was loads of other little girls sort of waltzing <laughs> and dancing down the street. But you could always tell if there'd been uh, cowboys and Indians. Yeah. A wall film. Um, or Robin Hood, anything like that. <laughs> Just by the way, the little boys would sort of carry on on the way home. Um, Emulating what they'd seen on screen. Oh, oh well, this is it. Oh, they did. Um, I've also got to mention Ghostbusters. Oh, classic. Yeah, Rebecca and Adele and some of their friends but went to see Ghostbusters at Blythe mm. uh, when it came out. And the atmosphere was brilliant. Mm. Um, everybody was so excited and... Um, and that was the grown-ups as well. I bet, yeah. And, but it was so funny because when the music came on, everybody, including the adults, stamped their feet and sang the song. It was brilliant. I think everybody just got carried away. <laughs> you know, with just the music. Um, I can't really remember how much it, it cost to get into the pictures, Paul. I know when at the pave, I think it was only about sixpence. Yeah, Neil mentioned it in when we spoke to Neil Nellan, and they said it. Yeah, it was pence. You know, it was pence oh, type yes, of thing. So got, cheap. And you got for a nice cream or some sweets. Yeah. You know to eat, uh, but sometimes you ate them before the picture came out. Oh, anyway, that does still happen. You yeah. just had to try and greed off other people who hadn't. Um, Eating their sweets yet. <laughs> I mean, the first scary film I ever saw was at the Waller, and I was mm-hmm. about 14, and I'd gone with some school friends, and it was Frankenstein. Oh, right. As in, yeah. was it the American Frankenstein, or was it Hammer Horrors version? I think it was the Hammer Horrors. I'm right. trying to think of the... Um, the man who played Frankenstein, well, who played the monster. The monster. Well, was it? Would it have been Christopher Lee then? Would it have been Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee? No, no. Um, I think he was a famous American actor. Oh, okay, so it'll have been the Universal version then. So is yeah, that, not is the that Hammer. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, well, so Dracula can't... was Dracula was Bella Lugosi back then, yes, wasn't it? Yes, I can't uh-huh. think. Uh, it'll come to me later. Uh, come to yeah, me. I just can't think who it was. Um, but that was really scary as well. Didn't care much for the scary films. <laughs> um, yes. But in those days, um, for Christmas, if you were lucky, you got like um, a film star annual. All right. With all your famous film stars and your favourites. Oh, um yeah. And all the films that they'd been in as well, uh-huh. where you could sort of keep an eye on who the stars were and when the films were coming out. But at all the picture houses outside, they would have photographs of the film that was shown that week. Yes. So photographs of the week after, so you could sort of have a look and say, oh, I quite fancy that film. <laughs> yeah. Go and watch that and you'll see if any of your favourite film stars are in. Mm. 
but it was just the atmosphere. Yes, and the, uh-huh. we, yeah. It, I mean, we talked about. Um, you, you can, well, actually, both people have spoken about it. So Neil Nelner mentioned it being, mm-hmm. you know, an atmosphere of it's the place to go. And my mum and dad mentioned about sort of bumping into your friends there as well. Of it was, course, yes. it was a big social scene. Well, it, well, it was. Yes, I mean there was always queues outside the picture houses, always. Mm. Um, but it was just the idea of of going in the picture house and then when the lights got turned down and you were sitting in the dark and um, just waiting for the film to come on. And then of course, with the big screen as well, cause I mean, um, I think in those days there was no color television. I think the color televisions mm. came out a bit later. So everything was black and white. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, color TVs weren't commonplace until the mid seventies. Um, you know, really mid to late seventies colour TV uh-huh. was, was more common then. But uh-huh. so yeah, and you're talking the size of a television back in those days in your house oh, as well. You know, the yeah. kids wouldn't get their heads around how small a TV oh, was I, then. I, I know, I know. I think me me Nana, I think she was the first one in our family, me Nana and Granda to get a, a TV. And I think it was uh, was rented from yeah. Fusion. Right. And I mean it was a great big like box and compartment. But the screen, just, just about 12 inches by 12 inches, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, you had to switch it on and let it warm up warm for up. five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so it was absolutely tiny. But when you got to the pictures and it was just so big, you just got carried away. Yeah. You know, with the film. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sort of, I don't know what sort of... The youngsters nowadays would make of it because when you go to the pictures now, I mean, it's a, it's a whole different experience, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, 3D movies now. I mean, although haven't we had 3D movies in the 70s? I mean, I think one of the Jaws oh, films was 3D, wasn't it? That's right. Um, yes. Oh, uh-huh, yes. But it's a very different 3D technology now. Um, oh, oh, definitely, yes. And and the I'm the I mean, when you think about the big screen that you saw it on compared to what they call um, the IMAX screens now that are absolutely mm-hmm. gigantic. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. No. All right. Well, thank you very much, Jack. Oh, you're you're welcome, Paula. Appreciate all that. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I will be. I'll add these tales to uh, to the rest of the episode and hopefully get the episode out on Friday. It is always an absolute treat to talk to Jacqueline. She she always makes a few notes before we speak and just comes to the microphone ready to walk herself back down memory lane and you can tell how how much she enjoys doing that it's lovely to talk to her i always come off the phone with things i want to talk about about what jacqueline's just said to me it's lovely i mean the wizard of oz that idea of you know if you've seen it and i'm sure i'm not spoiling this for anybody um going from black and white into color like you know obviously it's there to symbolize the juxtaposition between dorothy's you know humdrum life in kansas and then the amazing oz and all the bright beautiful color of it but actually to have been a child and seen that for the very first time on the big screen when you've only got black and white TV at home and the majority of movies you've probably seen up until that point, if not all of them, has been black and white, that must have been an amazing moment. Like, that is a proper moment of cinema. That cinema taking you to a whole different place just think that must have been wonderful and you can hear in Jacqueline's voice how much she loved things like that so it's absolutely great I, I am always grateful to be able to talk to Jacqueline As lots of you know, there are few different ways you can get in touch with the show, and I really, really do want to be including more and more people's voices. So please, if you um, if you do leave us comments on the Ashton Remembered Facebook pages, thank you so much, and please keep doing that. Um, I hope I've shared your memories tonight there, and you're, you've, you've heard your uh, memory there, and it's put a smile on your face. But we also have the email address. You can email me one of your memories and I can read it out for you. The email address is just podcastnortheast at gmail.com. That's podcastnortheast 
at gmail.com. Dead simple, that one. And this is a, an email I got from Wendy um, about her memories from the cinemas in Ashington. So I'll just read it out for you. I remember queuing twice round the block at the Waller to see Greece in 1978, and it was worth every minute of that queue. I quite agree. Greece is a fantastic film. I mean, Greece is the word, right? <laughs> and then, in 1980, I had to actually leave the Waller whilst watching The Elephant Man. I was traumatised by how horrible people were being to him. It's the only film I've never been able to watch all the way through. Gosh. Well, thank you very much, Wendy, for sharing that with us. And if anyone else out there wants to share a memory with the podcast, you don't have to wait for me to tell you what the show is going to be about. If you've just got a memory from Ashington, pop it down on an email. Northeast at gmail.com drop it in an email and I promise I will find the show to add it to and it will become part of one of the later episodes alright, let's see what we got next before we end tonight's show well, I hope you're enjoying the show just pop over with me to Facebook for a couple of minutes. I'm going to share some of the lovely memories that have been posted uh, on Facebook. This is from the Ashton Remembered group. I shared a little post in there um, about a week ago just saying that we were recording this episode and if anyone had any memories from Ashton Cinemas, please do share. And we've got a couple that I'm going to share with you. Alright, first up is Brenda's. I met my boyfriend, now husband, on Sunday, May the 2nd, 1965, and he suggested we go to the Regal to see It's a Mad, Mad World. There was a car park around the back of there at the time. In the early 60s, I can remember seeing Summer Holiday and Goldfinger at the Waller. Now, the Waller wasn't as posh as the Regal, but it was much better than the Buffalo, and the Buffalo is where I saw the Hound of the Baskervilles. Now, I'm assuming that's the Peter Cushion and uh, Christopher Lee version of The Hand of the Basketballs. I hope it is, because that's my favourite version. Absolutely love that film. I think I saw it like one Christmas late night on Channel 4 when I was in my teens, and just, it's brilliant. Uh, Peter Cushion was a great Sherlock Holmes for me, and it was a Hammer movie, so they're awesome. <laughs> Bill has shared with us, uh, he remembers Mud playing at the Regal. That's pretty cool. And he also remembers staying for the second sitting. I love that we've talked about that in the podcast, that you could just buy your ticket and stay, watch the movie twice. Brilliant. He saw the second sitting of When Dinosaurs Ruled the Earth at the Buffalo. I'm assuming... I mean, I'm not assuming... I think that that's a Doug McClure film. I think. Because in my head, it's a bit like the um, uh, the Land That Time Forgot type of movie, which is a cracking film, by the way. And then Billy says he can remember seeing a film at the Waller called Never Too Young to Rock. But he's never, ever seen it again, never seen it advertised, never seen it played on TV. I might have to Google that one, see what it was, Billy. All right. Thank you very much for all those submissions. That's great. And uh, let's see what we've got next. Right, the lights have come back on, everyone's blinking and looking at how much popcorn they've got all over their top and trousers. That is the end of the movie, the end of tonight's episode. I hope you have thoroughly enjoyed our trip down cinema memory lane. It's been great fun, it's lovely recording it, I've had great fun talking to everybody and I hope you've had as much fun as me listening to it. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, and please do, because I want as many people's voices shared on this show as I can get. Uh, there are several ways. You can drop us an email at podcastnortheast at gmail.com. That's podcastnortheast at gmail.com. You can send me your any or anything that you remember. Um, doesn't have to be around a topic that I've already suggested, because send me your memory, I will find the show to fit it into, don't you worry about that. And if you want to be dead brave and record a one minute or less message for me, then tap on the link uh, which I usually post on Facebook, but you can also find it at anchor.fm forward slash voices from the northeast. 
In fact, if you're listening to this online, it's probably at the top of the screen right now. All you need to do is tap the message button. It'll take you through to a little screen. It'll ask for your name and your email address. Once it's got those, you get through to a screen and you can just record your message from your phone as if you were talking to me uh, or talking to my voicemail anyway. And then once you've done that, once you hang up, it'll send you an email when I include it in an episode so you know that you won't miss hearing yourself in the show. All right then, ladies and gents, as always, thank you very much to everyone that contributed tonight. Thank you for the Facebook comments. Thank you for the emails. I look forward to speaking to you all again very, very soon. Stay safe, stay well. Goodbye for now.